Barum is relationships. Barum is you and me and everyone in America. What are you talking about? The room is different cookie cutter mm-hmm. from Hollywood. Yeah, man, you never know. People are very strange these days. What's going on? Welcome to the Room Minute, the podcast where we get obsessed with the cinematic classic, The Room, one minute at a time. You have no idea what kind of trouble you're in here, do you? Why are you so hysterical? We always wanted people actually talk about it. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Allison. Oh, hi, Robert. Oh, hi, listeners. Uh, we're talking about Minute 5 today. In case Denny biting that apple and watching Johnny and Lisa go upstairs wasn't creepy enough. We have a pillow fight, and Denny just likes watching. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm ready. Now, um, at the end of last minute, Sean, you were talking... Oh, wait, Sean, you're not here. Oh, hi, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hi, You did say you're ready. (laughs) Um, You were talking about how Denny, like, he asks how much the dress is, and that's not someone would ask. In the dialogue that you can barely hear of um, Johnny and Lisa from upstairs, she asks how much he pays for the dress as well. Oh. But that's in private as they're up going upstairs to their bedrooms. Right. Different circumstance. Do we get an answer? He says something that I can't make out. Okay. And then he laughs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. He as does. he does. Yeah. Yeah, I got some of that dialogue, but it kind of trails off as they they exit up the stairs, so we don't get it all. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't even talk about the their dialogue at the end of the previous minute, where she says she's got some candles upstairs. He says, you always think. He laughs. He says, all right, I'm ready. She says, this is so pretty, I can't wait for you to get it off of me. He says, oh, yeah, and she says, you're in for it. <laughs> and then now, this minute starts with him saying, yeah, and she says, how much you pay for this dress? He answers, but I can't make out his answer because it's too quiet and it's Johnny. Then we have a pillow fight, which is very natural and I think what everyone does before a sexy time. yeah this is this is at least for me what another one of those moments where being natural and being real isn't necessarily good filmmaking or good art because this seemed like yeah very natural sort of you know a, a playful fight that's leading up to sexy time i don't know it it seemed kind of awkward there's some things that are that i think are are natural and maybe even pleasurable to do that aren't necessarily pleasurable to watch. And this kind of pillow fight, at least for me, is one of them. I found this, you know, kind of very awkward, kind of just not smooth that, that I expect in terms of the romance in movies is very romanticized. You know, it's very abstract, uh, kind of abstracted from reality to, to make it easier to watch. So this is kind of awkward where I'm like, I feel like, okay, yeah, this is, this is realistic, but it's not necessarily pleasurable to watch. But there's some, um, it kind of then reflects back where it's, um, you know, the, in, into that so bad it's good territory where it's interesting because of its awkwardness. Whereas this type of scene in a normal movie would be smooth and suave and everything, but that just 
it takes off all the rough edges and it makes it very uninteresting that it's it becomes romance and and sex in movies becomes overproduced and that kind of takes the edge off and that for you know can can take away the interest like the interest is in the interesting bits are the awkward bits and the 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 things that don't always work the things that usually get edited out of a film but in this film we're leaving them in we're going with it you know rough edges and all speaking of awkward bits Sean Anyway, how is your sex life? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's pretty good. Um, you know, I, it's I, I will say I usually don't have to worry about um the the, the neighborhood kid jumping in the middle. So in that respect, <laughs> it's excellent. I give it you know five stars. You know, eight, eight thumbs up. Eight, eight thumbs up. Eight so thumbs someone's up. in there with you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, your wife has a lot of thumbs. So there's a lot of thumbs involved, yeah. Yeah. Am I the only one who, I don't think I've ever had a pillow fight as long as I've been an adult. Oh, not as an adult, no. (laughs) No, not as an adult. Like, (laughs) I don't know. To me, it just seems, like, weird. Like, pillow fights are, like, the stuff of, like, myth, almost. (laughs) I had a thought, because we were talking about, uh, Denny's like innocence last minute. I wonder if all of his scenes could be taken as like his perspective. Cause like he hears Johnny say he wants to go take a nap. He goes up there and finds them. They're just having a pillow fight. Like it's all very innocent until he leaves the room. Or they're just really good at dealing with him. Like, maybe they know he's going to wander in because he uh, does every time. <laughs> From his perspective. From his perspective? Yeah. Like, he goes up and sees them on the bed. He assumes pillow fight. So that's what we get to see. Oh, mm-hmm. but really they aren't having a pillow fight? Really, they're already having sex. He just doesn't understand it. Is it kind of like the Ferris Bueller thing where they say Ferris wasn't real and he was just part of Cameron's imagination? Yeah. Well, like- I don't think anyone's not real here. We're just <laughs> We're just seeing it from Denny's perspective. Okay. And so things are more awkward and weird because Denny's awkward and weird. Well, could it could be that Denny is sort of is Johnny's inner child, and the the objections really coming from Lisa, where she's like, "I want to have you know, kind of act. I want to have adult fun, so stop acting like a child." Maybe she's not into the pillow fight either, but you know. So again, this is from. From Danny's point of view, Danny being Johnny's inner child and kind of that part of his personality. Maybe. Yeah. Well, the, the whole the, – the, it's a very strange setup in that there – this is sort of a uh, – I, I don't know if we're going to get to see more of this house or apartment or whatever later. It's a kind of a loft situation where no. the bedroom is on top of the living room or wherever they were previously – um, they're separated by the circular staircase, but there's no, there's no door. Like it's not, it's, it's, you know, they're separated by the staircase, but there isn't real privacy in the sense of a closed door. So if Danny had not come upstairs, he wouldn't be able to watch them, but he would certainly be able to hear everything yeah. that was going on in the bedroom. And Johnny's very noisy. So that was kind of weird. And then we get into the line, I just want, I just like to watch you guys, (laughs) which kind of contradicts, I think, 
what you were saying, Robert, in terms of, I think it was you, that, you know, he just, oh, he sees they're having a pillow fight and he wants to join in the fun. Yeah. That does <laughs> that line doesn't match up with that motivation. Like he, I'm, yeah. Um, because even if he thinks, oh, this is just innocent pillow time, you know, pillow fight fun, why would he want to watch them have a pillow fight? Maybe he likes competitive pillow fighting. (laughs) (laughs) He's in a league. (laughs) He's got a fantasy pillow fight league. He's a spectator. Yes. He's he's a a fan of the pillow fight game. He sees some pillow fighting. Oh, hold on a sec. Let me grab my jersey. (laughs) Yeah, because I I think everything else kind of lines up with him being innocent and and not understanding what's going on except for that one line. Um, or maybe that's just one of the things that doesn't, it's, it's hard. At least I'm having trouble finding an innocent explanation of what would they be doing that he likes to watch and what's his motivation for wanting to watch. I mean, he doesn't, then he's not saying anything explicitly sexual, but it's to to the adult eye. This is clearly a sexual situation for him to say that at this time. How do you not take it in that sexual context? Right. And then that's his. <laughs> then I kind of wonder, like, what is what's the rating on this movie? And even if it's not sexual, he just joined in with them, so it's weird to also say now that he just likes to watch. Right. When. A second ago, he jumped in. I mean, I guess this is less weird than if he just poked his head out. Um, you know, he just went up the stairs high like enough. He just to, sat at the stairs eating yeah, his apple. Just sat at the, the foot of the stairs and, or the top of the stairs and watched them and just kind of mumbled to himself, I'd like to watch you guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would I think be, you just made would, it more creepy. Yeah, that would oh, be nice. more creepy than what he actually does. So. In that, you know, if you look at it that way, he's being less creepy than he could. So good on you, Danny. (laughs) I'm starting to think that in an alternate universe, this is a horror film. (laughs) I don't know if it's necessarily alternate, but yeah, there is there. Yeah, there is a universe. Well, Sean, close your ears for a second. Um, Maybe in the alternate universe, Danny is the one who kills someone in the end. You know, it's since it's from his perspective, he doesn't even know he's doing it. So he thinks it's suicide. Uh, well, do we want to tell him the ending? Spoilers. Since we've hinted so much? I wasn't specific. Someone <laughs> dies. <laughs> someone dies. And someone else is dying from cancer. Um, but it only gets mentioned once. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to talk about cancer, Allison. It's a downer. Yeah. <laughs> like, if they mention it once. Yeah, bring it up and you forget about it. <laughs> and then they never talk about it again. She's like, no, I'm definitely dying. And they just, <laughs> they never come back to it. Yeah. Well, that would be interesting because if you, if, if the movie was, you know, again, from, from, from Danny's point of view and him being young and innocent and misinterpreting things he's seeing that, oh, they're, um, you know, they're having sex or engaging in foreplay and he sees it and he doesn't know what that is. And so part of it's misunderstanding and part of it is his brain trying to fill in the gaps of what he's not understanding. He sees, oh, people on bed, there's pillows. They're having a pillow fight. 
and and that's so that's not what they're doing, but he what he how he interprets it, and then that can go on through the movie, and then later he, um, you know, he's doing something, and they're crying out in pain, but he's misinterpreting in his head. It's, um, you know, it what they're doing is an anguish scream, or they're in pain, but he's interpreting as oh, it's a sexual moan, and they're enjoying this. And so he actually, without meaning to, he ends up killing someone at the end. But it's all because his perception and his interpretation of physical interactions between people are so warped and just not malicious, but he's so misinterpreting the the images and the sounds and the sights and feelings that he's getting from the outside world that he he's confusing pleasure and pain and good and bad and all that. This makes perfect sense. So hey, this this may turn out to be a really good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to feel bad for Jenny. Yeah. I thought you were going to go a different direction and say that when they're crying out in pain, he mistakes it as laughter. And every time Johnny laughs, it's really him crying. Ooh. Well, I hadn't thought of that. And maybe Johnny is actually in pain all this time. He's got like an ulcer or like appendicitis. Maybe he's the one dying from breast cancer. That's it. <laughs> That's it. But Denny just imagines that it's... Um, Claudette, because he can't handle it being Johnny. Right. He's in denial. So in his version of the story, it's not Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we're on to something. Uh, now, Denny does not have his apple anymore when he gets upstairs. Hmm. Yeah, he has it when he starts walking up the stairs. But at some point, the apple turns into a pillow. He does set something on the ground before he gets in the bed, but we'll find out next minute it's not the apple. Is that him picking up the pillow? Oh no, he puts his, he takes his shoes off. So he not only joins in the fun on the bed, he prepares for it. He takes his shoes <laughs> off. Oh no, and I'm wrong, cause they, when he walks up the stairs, they show his hand on the railing, both hands yeah. on the railing. Mm-hmm. So the, the apple's gone before he even gets into the room properly. So he just sets it down on the stairs, I guess. Or he just finishes it. He eats the whole apple corn all. Or, and this is where it comes in handy that you're the Groundhog Day Minute guy. This is a different day. Like, <laughs> downstairs was yesterday. This is the next day. He comes and does this every time they go upstairs for a nap. So he's been trying out different scenarios. So like uh-huh. initially he just stayed downstairs and they go upstairs. And then yeah. the next day he's like, oh, let me go upstairs. And then he brought an apple. And he brought an apple. That would, that would get them to let him in. Mm-hmm. Right. But by the time he's upstairs, it's a different day where he's like, I need to remember to take my shoes off because they got mad last time. And his ultimate goal is a threesome. Yeah. But he's always creepy when he says, I just like to watch. I just like to watch you guys. Because it's like Phil Connors when mm-hmm. he's trying to kiss uh, Rita in the snow and it's just wrong because he's forcing it. Maybe one of the days he comes up with a blonde wig and pretends to be Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> he shows up. Well, that's why he needs to know how much the dress is. Yeah, he has he's to go buy his to, own. He's going to have to rob an armored car so that he can then buy, <laughs> buy the same dress. He's like, that one's not going to fit me. I got to get my own. <laughs> what do you think he uses to stuff the bra? Tissue? Apples, obviously. <laughs> Where do you think the apple went? Obviously. Yeah, he's taking a bite of the apple to get it just the right size. He's not eating the whole apple. Yeah, her boobs aren't her boobs aren't a whole apple big. 
maybe like half an apple. So maybe half an it. apple. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so Denny joins the pillow fight. We already got that. And uh, creepily says, I just like to watch you guys. I just like to watch you guys. Then we get, um, I, I think, some pretty good lines from Lisa and Johnny with the, oh, Denny, Denny, Denny boy. Oh, Denny, Denny, Denny boy. <laughs> she's very sweet, but she's just trying to get rid of him. And then Johnny's more obvious about it. Denny, two's great, but three's a crowd. <laughs> two's great, but three's a crowd. Mm-hmm. And of course he laughs. <laughs> yeah, I get it. You guys want to be alone. I get it. You guys want to be alone. Suddenly, Danny's the world's greatest detective here. That's the idea. <laughs> now, I only have two notes from a midnight screening for this minute, so I'll bring it up now. Notes from a midnight screening. Uh, minute starts with people still screaming for Danny not to go upstairs. But here, when he says, I get it, you guys want to be alone? The audience will be like, no shit. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I'm going to... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'm going to have to check if there are any of these midnight screenings coming to Orange County. This you sounds... Could, you could drive up to L.A. County on a Saturday night. Well, you'd be driving down late, though. Yeah. Mm. But I really want to see it now. I can't believe they go boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. She walks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. There'll, there will be worse things about Lisa later. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's fair. Lisa seems nice. And like you said, she, she does, she's very sweet towards, towards Denny kind of as a young, like a younger brother sort of attitude of, you know, you just, you don't know, but when you're older, you'll understand. Yeah. How old do we think that he is? The movie doesn't say he's in, he's in college. We know that. In my big break. Philip Haldeman suggests that Denny is 17 because he says something about how he hadn't turned 18 yet. But he's, like, younger in the head, probably. Yeah. Well, he... Yeah. Like, more innocent. <laughs> like, he's like Mariah Carey, forever 12. I'm eternally 12. <laughs> Isn't that what she says? I'm eternally 12 because it's, it's from within. She, he's eternally 12. I'm eternally 12. Yeah, I I kind of I thought he was in high school, but I'm I'm old enough that I couldn't really, um, you know, a seventeen or an eighteen year old college freshman. I would yeah, they that they do specifically say later that uh, he's that Johnny is paying for his college classes. So yeah, he's in college. Okay. Johnny's loaded, much like Tommy himself. Even though he has this tiny apartment, as Sean pointed out, <laughs> and he doesn't have a door between his bedroom and his living room. Yeah. I mean, I had an apartment like that when I was, um, in grad school. I had one where similar layout. You had a living room and a kitchen and then the bedroom was upstairs and it was just, it was open. There was no uh, doorway at the top of the stairs. Like the whole second floor was just, um, a small bedroom. I was not also paying for someone else to go through college at the time. So that, that was all I, all I could afford was a small apartment. Um, the only other note I had for this minute is that uh, suddenly it's raining. There's this huge downpour outside the window. It's it's not rain. It's not rain. Um, actually, the Cinema Sins video makes this mistake too. Uh, it's actually a little glass rain wall thing that's a decorative thing in the corner of the room. Oh, okay. 
I didn't notice you could see it in this scene this minute. Cool. All right. Yeah, I mistakenly had that as as a goof because it was obviously it's obviously when they were downstairs there was light coming in, dropped the window, and and Danny just walked in and he's not wet at all. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was a window behind them that with the rain, but you said it's like a a waterfall feature. Yeah, in the apartment. Okay, we see it better. You get to escape before the sex scene, but we see it better during the sex scene. <laughs> um, I can only imagine, but uh, all right. Uh, so Sean, what do you want to tell? You want to tell the audience about yourself again? There it is. Um. Yeah, so my name is Sean, and uh, I'm a human, and uh, occasional podcaster as well, um, and I've done a few things, um, and had a few co-hosts. Uh, I had a show, a Spinal Tap Minute, where I talked about the movie This is Spinal Tap, one minute at a time, with a great co-host, Heidi Bennett, and uh, Heidi now has her own podcast. Oh, I keep forgetting the name. I should stop bringing it up at all, uh, <laughs> because I can't remember the name. Um Vibrant Visionaries. Uh, it's vi- Vibrant Visionaries where uh, Heidi Bennett talks with multi-creative creators and, and artists and all those types. So check that out. Um, I also had a podcast, uh, Groundhog Minute, uh, where I talked about the movie Groundhog Day one minute at a time. And um, uh, that was a, a great experience for several reasons, one of which is I got to work with a, another great co-host, Dave Palace. And another reason was that podcast uh, brought me in contact with uh, Robert Black, who has uh, watched and written extensively on the movie Groundhog Day. And you can read all about that at the Groundhog Project um, on Blogspot. Yes. Um, and you can um, – so you can find links to all that. I also do uh, – I also have another podcast, Five Minutes of Mime where I spend uh, five minutes each week talking about uh, mime and silent performance and movement and dance and acting and all kinds of other stuff. And you can find links to all those things and, and some other stuff at catandshawn.org. And that's, uh, yeah, that's me. So it's nothing wrong when people make fun of the project, in this case, The Room. The Room Minute is a production of Lemming Drop Studio. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Follow The Room Minute on all the obvious social media. If you've got any stupid comments after the show, you can leave them in your pocket on Facebook. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and a review on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you for listening. And remember, if a lot of people loved each other, the world would be a better place to live. Leave us! <laughs>